Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to all of my international and national and local listeners. I trust you're having a great day. You know, this is a special show today as we are fast approaching the midterm elections in the United States. For those of you in other countries, these are the general elections held in November every two years near the midpoint of a president's four-year term of office. Now, a midterm election refers to a type of election where the people can elect their representatives in the middle of the term of the executive or of another set of members. Now, our congressional elections affect the state's representative representation in Congress. Congress is a legislative branch of the federal government that includes the House of Representatives and the Senate. The U.S. Senate has 51 Republicans and 49 Democrats, including two independents. Now, many of you are aware, because it's been all over CNN, all over the news, everywhere, that the 2018 Senate elections take place on November 6, 2018. Now, there are 35 seats up in 2018, of which 26 are held by Democrats. So in the countdown to November's midterm elections, which are going to be next week, I am pleased today to have two individuals from the state of Tennessee, Miss Erica Stotts Pearson, who's running for U.S. Congress, and Mr. Jesse Chisholm, also of Tennessee, who's seeking election to the Tennessee House of Representatives to represent District 85. Now, Chisholm is running in the general elections after advancing from the primary, congratulations, on August 2nd. So my first guest is Miss Erica Stotts Pearson, and I want to welcome Erica and Mr. Jesse Chisholm. Hi, guys. How are you? How are you, guys? Hello, hello. We're doing well. I am so excited. How are you? I am excited to have the both of you who are just stellar individuals to be on the show today. So I want to uh, tell my listeners, if you have questions of Erica or Mr. Chisholm, you can call in the show or you can uh, email me at info at transformationforsuccess.com. So, Erica, again, I'm going to start with you first, and I want to share uh, with my listeners a little bit about Miss Erica Pearson. I mean, this is an incredible woman. She comes from a family of successful community leaders in Shelby and Fayette County in Tennessee, and she's been surrounded, fortunately, by leaders for her whole life, which has allowed Erica to effectively serve her community. Now, She has worked as a sports agent, a financial advisor, a television producer, a spiritual leader, and community leader. She began her political journey very, very early. And so recently, this young woman was recognized for her real extensive efforts with a certificate of special congressional recognition from the U.S. Congressman Steve Cohen. Now, I met both of them back at the Congressional Black Caucus in September, and I was so impressed with both of them. Now, just a little bit about Erica, because what I found out and why I wanted to have her on the show, because this woman stands firm in her principles of education reform, common sense compromises, the promotion of entrepreneurship and small business, financial responsibility, which is so important, and faith-based services. So 
Just like many individuals, when I talked with Erica, she was tired of the petty bickering and the gridlock in Washington, D.C., and wants to do something about it. So, Erica, happy girl to have you on the show. I just had to just really share what I found out about you in Washington, D.C. and was so impressed. Now, I want to know this really quickly. Erica, what made you decide to run for public office? I'm glad you asked that, Dr. Young, and I give the standard response all the time. Mm -hmm. Literally, when I woke up one day and I saw that the current congressman had voted to repeal the Affordable Care Act, Mm -hmm. and thinking back how I had had a tumor removed from my a shoulder so many years mm-hmm. ago, but that I would be considered one of the people with pre-existing conditions. And mm-hmm. so it just reminded me that millions of people would lose, you know, uh, coverage mm-hmm. in Tennessee. So it mm-hmm. just made me angry. And I said, I want to do something about it. And then I said, I'm going to run. And I finally just went ahead and just said, I'm running and I'm doing it. And so it just kind of reminds me of Shirley Chisholm when she talks about you really don't make progress by standing on the sidelines, but you That's actually right. make progress by getting in the race, and then you have to implement your ideas. So I got in the race. Now the race is playing its course, mm-hmm. and once I'm in Washington, I'll be implementing those ideas. One of the things is that uh, stands out, too, when you mentioned the Affordable Care Act, I think that is the one uh, compelling uh, force or reason many people in this country have been very, very concerned, and that is one great issue, and I'm glad to see that you are addressing that as well. Now, I, I know that... Uh, you know, some of the things that you've done while you're on the campaign trail, so to speak, and particularly in, in, in Tennessee, what have you learned about yourself during this journey? I learned, you know, that uh, I have a voice and that my voice counts and my voice united with other voices uh, mm-hmm. allows for change. And that uh, as I travel throughout my district, which is mm-hmm. a lot of uh, urban areas, it's a lot mm-hmm. of well-off areas, it's a mm-hmm. lot of agrarian areas, mm-hmm. uh, people just all have the same concern. You know, they want mm-hmm. a basic life that has a lot of quality in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for myself, it, it's just expanded in my heart the compassion that I mm-hmm. have, you know, even being clergy. You know, mm-hmm. there's a mandate that we take to... Um, feed the hungry, clothe the poor, you know, Mm -hmm. and uplift the brokenhearted. And so on the campaign trail, I see where I'm able to to be hope and change for people. I think that's wonderful. Uh, The the one question, too, that that always, you know, I ask many individuals, uh, how do you feel that what you're doing uh, will impact millennials? And are there many millennials in your district? And how are you reaching out or addressing them, their concerns? Well, I'm glad you asked it, Dr. Young, because I'm a former educator, so I've educated a lot of millennials, um, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout my district, and they're Mm -hmm. excited because Mm -hmm. they remember me as their teacher and being Mm -hmm. a very integral part within Mm -hmm. the community. Mm -hmm. And so they're tired of leaders who just get elected, but they haven't really done anything. They don't want to give back, you know, nor do they really want to hear the concerns of the people. And Mm so I'm blessed that I taught these young people and they're going on to do great things. They're inspired, you know, by my leadership and I'm inspired by their leadership. You know, uh, they have a new mandate for their generation and Mm -hmm. I think they're going to far out see uh, or or 
outweigh anything that we could have ever accomplished. But I think part of what they have to do is rooted in the foundation of what we're doing. You know, so I'm inspired Uh by them every day and I reach out to them. So they're using, of course, a lot of the technology uh, with the GOTV and, you know, all of the mm-hmm. rallies that they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll be going to some uh, tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. I'm excited because they know that they can make a difference and that they are making a difference. Do you know uh, what their biggest issue might be? Or I mean, is it one big issue, particularly in Tennessee, that the millennials uh, are concerned about? Because I do know some of them in California, some of the issues that have surfaced. So so what is well, what do you think are some of their issues? Well, I know for them, they want a good quality of life. You know, they want to be able mm-hmm. to earn uh, a decent living with livable mm-hmm. wages and good, solid benefits. You know, they're mm-hmm. also concerned about these student loans that are just yes, out of Yes, ma'am. Control. I'm glad you mentioned you know? that. So, uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I, I was with Ms. Clinton in the uh, uh, Hillary, uh, the, the college compact area. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it needed to be framed a little bit differently. But, but we know when it comes to these kids getting out of college and having all of this debt and yes. they're trying to start a life for themselves, mm-hmm. it's very hard to start with baggage. You know, and so the thing is, a lot of them are very active and engaged in the community. And so they're they're doing service. So I think that, you know, we should be able to educate them with a quality education and mm-hmm. that education should be debt free if it's a state institution because they mm-hmm. are serving. They are. And that is so true. I'm mm-hmm. glad you mentioned that because that's a big issue uh, that we hear in California, the debt, the indebtedness uh, that they have. Uh, so I thank you for mentioning that. One of the things um, that I was intrigued about was who do you model yourself after? <laughs> or are you modeling yourself after somebody? If so, who? Well, I mean, I, I model myself after my cousin, Angela Davis, my other cousin, Judge Rita Stotts, and Shirley Chisholm, you know, mm-hmm. and I think about, uh, you know, Ms. Chisholm dared to run for president at a time when black girls couldn't dream. Mm-hmm. So I dare to run for Congress while we are dreaming and we continue to dream and we reshape the dream. You know, Erica, when you look back on all that you've done in your life as the sports agent, the financial advisor, you know, you were in education. What do you think were some of the qualities, some of the things that as you look back that have prepared you for today? For running for I U.S. Congress. Most importantly, you know, my faith in God mm-hmm. uh, as a woman in any type of industry, you know, because I want to call for transparency in terms of companies and salaries. Um, you know, I think Kamala Harris put it best at the Congressional Black Caucus. Um, we, when, when we are left behind as women, we don't get angry. We just get motivated. Right. And so we know what we bring to the table and Mm -hmm. the qualities and skill sets that we have. And I think as you go throughout different industries, whether it's, you know, sports and entertainment, whether it's healthcare, financial services, education, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. we see the gap. We, we see the pay gap. And when folk ask me, well, what's the quickest way to close the gap? Well, we know in America, most of the households are single parent households. You know, women just trying Mm -hmm. to raise their kids. And if they had uh, equivalent wages, that would be the quickest way to close the gap. You know, so I learned from a mother being, you know, widowed. um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's a lot of responsibilities, you know. And then, of course, there are men 
you know, who are single parent households, you know, and so Absolutely. we have mm-hmm. to make sure that folk can provide, you know, for their families. And so for me, I've just learned people at, at, at best just have a heart where they want to be able to take care of themselves and they want to be able to be productive in society. You know, tell me, and, and tell, at whatever level that is, I don't want people to feel because they make seven dollars an hour or nine dollars an hour that they don't contribute because they're making as much of a contribution. It reminds me of the civil rights movement. The folk who weren't on the front lines, but the folk who made lunches and who made phone calls behind the scenes, they were just as valuable as the folks who were on the front line, even right. though they weren't seen, but they played a significant role. You know, even if they sent out a code on radio to be at a particular place, you know, to make sure that people were safe. So they played as well as a significant role as those on the front lines, but they'll never be talked about. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm really happy you said that. We're, I want you just gr- briefly in a couple of words, we've got about a couple of minutes left, uh, to tell me about your platform. What is your basic, your platform that you're running on? Mm-hmm. Well, my platform is really simple, healthcare for all, universally. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to increase teacher pay, you know, mm-hmm. more school mm-hmm. resources, officers and licensed psychologists for these kids because we know they have a lot of problems. And, you know, those problems need to be dealt with, you know, and most importantly, jobs. I mean, people want jobs with a livable wage and good, solid benefits because all they want to be able to do is be able to send their kids to college, or if someone wants to be a stay-at-home parent, you know, and nurture the children. And we need more of that as witnessed with all the school shootings and children acting out, you know, and that's just because we've been absent in their lives. Yes. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break, Erica, and we're going to come back and I'm going to have you answer that question. Why do you think you're the district's better choice? And I'm going to invite Jesse to come in with us and we're going to talk with both of you about this election coming up, the midterm election. So, listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back with my guest, Erica Stotts Pearson and Mr. Jesse Chisholm. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello and welcome back today with my interview with two incredible people, Ms. Erica Stotts Pearson and Mr. Jesse Chisholm, who are both running for political offices. You know, I am so excited that um, I have these two guests on. And as we were talking with Erica, I kind of, before we went on break, I said, Erica, tell me your platform, which she so graciously shared, the platform that she's running on. And I said a question I posed to her before we went on break. Tell me, Erica, why do you think you're the district's best choice? For this job, you know they always ask you that in interviews. Why do you think you're the best candidate for this position? <laughs> well, simply because I'm not for sale and I'm for the people. So okay. the current and the current incumbent, you know, is about big business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Trump man, and that's what he's aligned with. And so because of that, the people in the district suffer because they have no voice. Well, you know, I am. Well, I am the people's voice. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you are serving the people and that you are a female who's going to make a difference, I know, in so many lives. And, you know, I love your tagline that you use come together, share together, succeed together. I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And, Erica, I want you to stay on the line uh, while I talk with Jesse, who is my next guest, who with $10 in his pocket, all of his accounts negative, started a political campaign. Well, hi, Jesse. How are you? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How are you today? Well, I'm excited, Jesse, but I'm also concerned and intrigued about all you had was a dream, uh, a, a, a strong work ethic, and stubbornness that kept you focused. So I want to know, you know, because I read your background, how you had to disconnect with friends and family and personal items. You, you lost your vehicles. You lived in an incomplete house and you had zero finances. And you decided you wanted to make a voice for the community. So I, my question is, Jesse, what makes Jesse run? <laughs> Simply well, uh, <laughs> well, I saw me. Um, as, as we all know, in, in neighborhoods that look like mine, schools were closed, hospitals, uh, hospitals are closing all over the state of Tennessee. Uh, and there are so many needs that the people in my community have. And I've had those needs. Now, I know what it's like to not have health insurance and to have injuries and uh-huh, uh-huh. not have the resources to go to the hospital. So I wanted to fight for those people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That that makes sense. Well, how did this, you know, one of the things that uh, I know about you is that you had no resources. I mean, you didn't have volunteers. So how did you get this thing going? Okay. Well, I, I'll start from the, from the beginning then. Um, I, start, I, I left my, my last job in uh, 2016. I started my own company, Children Consulting. And over the last 24 months, uh, I've 
I've sort of burnt the ship, so to speak. You know, uh, it's either storm the beach or die. <laughs> so uh, what I did is uh, I used all of my savings. I maxed out all credit cards. And I've, all, but I've always had a, a, a mind to serve my community. Uh-huh. So in the midst of trying to get my business afloat, I decided to make my life just a little bit harder and go ahead and run for, <laughs> run for office. Because I had someone close to me um, who, who's been in, who, who's been helping community for a long time, and they passed away. And it, it made me realize that we don't have time. Mm-hmm. So I, I took the fact that we don't have time with the fact that I want to serve my community. And I developed a sense of stubbornness. And, that's, and you have to be stubborn to be successful because you have all these people. You can't do it. Uh, you're going to lose. Um, you know, all this negative stuff because people set their own limitations on you. So but you instead didn't, of taking but you other didn't set, limitations... But you didn't set limitations on yourself. No, no, no. No. You know, the, the best... Yeah. So I, I, I really wanted to help, to help my community because, you know, in, in my neighborhood, the, the, school, the schools that I went to, they're closed. Mm-hmm. Um, the school that my parent, my mother, my mother was a teacher, and so was I for a little while. And mm-hmm. the schools that both of us taught are closed. And for some reason, that that kind of thing only happens in certain neighborhoods. So I want to fight for for the people in those neighborhoods who who don't have a voice. I'm kind of, I kind of share that sentiment of of Congress Lady Pearson. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to fight for people who don't have a voice. So now this was in District 85, as, as I recall. Yeah, District 85. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Now, what happened? Uh, you, you just decided to run, and you had no money. Uh, so what did, you purchased some signs, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you didn't pay your, your light bill, I guess, to purchase the signs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me tell you the story. Um, of course, uh, as the, the campaign gained momentum, um, the people, I, I had donors come in, and uh, I, I was starting to get some support. Mm-hmm. About a week before the election, um, I had a choice. I had a, I had a little money left. I had a really big light bill, but uh, my sign person called me and said, hey, I got a really good deal on some signs, so uh, you should go ahead and get these signs. So I was actually on the way to pay my light bill. <laughs> and... <laughs> I thought about it. I said, you know what? What do you want more? Do you want lights, or you want to get, or you want to get your name out there and let people know what you're doing? So I decided to go ahead and get those signs because we wanted to win the election. So uh, that, that that week before the election, I, every day I came home, I was I was worried whether or not the lights were on. <laughs> <laughs> But but you know what, Doctor Young, I learned something really important though. I, what did I you learned learn? that if you're willing to take a risk on yourself, it's all worth it. If you're willing to take a, a risk on yourself and the people that you're trying to serve, uh, good things tend to happen. Because a lot of us are afraid to get out get out of our comfort zone. That's true. And you know, I kind of felt like David a little bit. I don't know if you all are familiar with the Bible story. But, of you course. Know, David had to take <laughs> off the other people's armor. And he, he put their weapons down, and he picked up his slingshot that he knew how to use. So I kind of felt like I took off the armor of my comfort 
And I picked up my slingshot and some smooth rocks, and we, we knocked down some giants. Because in my race, there were five people running in the race, and people spent, people spent a lot of money. Uh-huh. And they had these really big endorsements, and they had all these people working. But all, all I had was some dreams and some grit. Uh, actually, when I started campaign, I had, a, I had three hairline fractures in my heel. And what I would do while I was canvassing, I would take my walking boot off and put my real shoes on so people wouldn't see the signs of weakness. So I would come <laughs> home excited in a lot of pain. Uh-huh. Like I said again, it, it's worth it. It's really so you had now physical pain. Now I'm about rolling my sleeves up. So, Jesse, you had physical pain. You had emotional pain, I'm sure, because here you are without lights in your house and your, your light bill. And then I want to know, how did this all work out? What happened is on voting day, uh, on the election day, you bought water to all the people that were working the election polls in 100-degree weather. And yes. you even included your pol- your political opponents. Well, Dr. Young, it, it was hot for everyone. <laughs> uh, everyone was hot. So, and you know, really, my heart, my heart goes out to anyone that goes through the scrutiny of running for public office, whether you're whether it's someone running against me or anyone else. Because at the end of the day, I think we all want to help people. You know, that that should be our goal. And the people who were working the polls, they were out. They were out there. Uh, whether it was 100 degrees or 99, because it, it was hot each day. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring people water because I, I read a proverb one time that says, um, a generous man becomes a wealthy man, or a man that gives water can receive water. And I've kind of taken that with me, and I wanted to make sure that I brought people water so that, not, you know, I, I, don't, I don't give to be seen, you know, and nor would I ever give to be seen, but I do want to be seen give. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, people saw something in Jesse um, because you didn't even realize you had won the election. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I did not. As so a matter of fact, um, I was because you're so busy giving party. water. You, and you, you realize you, you didn't even know. When did you find out you had won the election? <laughs> a day uh, later? <laughs> about a, I found out about an hour after everyone else did. <laughs> oh, well, my God. Because they were, people were, they were, bring, they were, bring, they were bringing, they were, they were bringing stuff and they were high-fiving and the music started to get loud, but uh, all of the numbers hadn't came in yet. And I did not want to be the guy to celebrate early. Okay. You know, I, I did not want to be the person that said, okay, we did it. Then some more numbers came in. You found out you, you were wrong. I didn't want to be that guy. So I wanted to make completely, I wanted to make sure. But, so you waited. Uh, when I saw my, <laughs> but when I saw my mother crying, I knew it was, I knew it was real then. Oh, and and so state representative, you got to tell them, you want a seat that's a historical seat in our state. The lady who yep. held that seat up. So, State Rep Chisholm is a very, very special man, uh, and he was definitely ordained for this seat for such a time as this because that seat was held by Miss um, Turner, 
And, I mean, she was a national iconic figure with the NAACP, national secretary, and, you know, um, Mm -hmm. she uh, retired. And so everyone was after the coveted seat. So for State Rep Chisholm to have won this seat uh, is very pivotal in our state. He's a key well, player. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, Erica, because he's been very modest about it. Uh, but one of the things uh, Jesse said to me that when he won, he uh, had a weight come off his shoulders. But then there was a new weight of services and expectation that replaced it. So, Jesse, tell me a little bit about that uh, when you won. Okay. Well, for, for anyone that ever started a business, and, and I'm pretty, you, you, you pretty much learn, you learn a lot about yourself. And, uh, you know, there, there's the weight of expectation. There, there's the weight of you gambling on yourself. You know, you, you, mm-hmm. you spend everything that you have. Like I said earlier in the interview, I burned the ships. So it was either storm the beach or die. And, you know, it was a big weight. It was a big weight on my shoulders because I told my parents uh, when I left, when I left uh, my last job to start my own business, I told them, I said, give me 24 months and I'll show you something special. Well, it's kind of funny how things happen. Election mm-hmm. day, August 2nd, was 24 months to the day. Isn't that something? But you spoke it. You absolutely spoke it. The power of words. Yes. Tell me, tell me, Jesse, I asked this question of uh, Erica. What did you learn about, what have you learned about yourself uh, through this process? Um, okay. I've learned, I've learned to, to be bold, to be strong, and to be proud. Um, yeah. Be bold, be strong, be proud. Because I didn't know I was that bold. Not the, the whole canvassing deal, knocking on doors of people who don't know you. It takes a special person to do that. I believe it. Did you have doors slammed in your face? <laughs> you know what? It's kind of funny. I did not have a single person say, get out of my face. What and why are you here? Don't knock on my door again. Out of the 2,600 and something doors that I knocked on, everyone was, was kind to me. Uh, matter of fact, I had one person that was about to uh, get a little nasty, but after we got through speaking, they ended up getting a yard sign from me. That is wonderful. Uh, yeah. So, if you were to uh, share something out there to someone who may feel they have a call on their life, particularly, I think, in the political arena, it's it's difficult. I think you need a special calling uh, for that particular job. So you're saying that be bold, be strong, be proud. But there's something else uh, that I I suspect you didn't say, and that is to work well, hard and diligently, never giving up, because you didn't give up in spite yeah, of not yeah. having any money. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's a message to anyone, never give up. As a child, I was that kid that if you beat me up, you have to fight me every day, because it's not, I'm quoting Les Brown here now, not over until I win. And that's how I feel about things. You know, some people see things as losses. I only see things as setbacks. And if I, you know, and I know that if you keep plugging at something, eventually things will happen. Well, you so know, you I think this, I, I think not cutting you off, Jesse, but I think this is, since we're going to go and break a few minutes, but you have said that I'm here to fight 
for those who do not have a voice and fight with those that are already in the fight mm-hmm. and encourage those on the sidelines to join us so that we can all fight together. Those are your words. And I want to thank you for that. And we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with my guests, Erica Stotts Pearson and Jesse Chisholm. So thank you for listening. We'll be right back. on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, we're in that countdown to the November midterm elections, and there have been a lot of political pundits proclaiming a lot of things (laughs) this year, Uh, year of the woman, or year of the man, or year of the Republicans, or year of the Democrats. Well, are they all correct? Well, today, we are listening to two very incredible people, Erica Stotts Pearson and Jesse Chisholm. Jesse has won his election to the House of Representatives, and Erica is seeking election to the U.S. Congress. And so today, we're talking about what they believe in, why they chose to run, and some of the things that they're actually doing today, and how they're making a difference in the lives of so many people. And they have made a difference in the lives of so many people, and are going to make a greater difference. I like Je- I like Jesse as we went to break to talk about uh, true grit. Uh, I like that, and so I came to talk about. Uh, when I ask you about Memphis grit, is it Memphis grit or grit? <laughs> the Memphis uh, grit. Yeah. grit and grind. Grit and grind. Okay, uh, share, it's, it's, share it's a little bit. Kind of a thing we have here in Memphis because Memphis is a blue collar town. Okay. Memphis is a Memphis is a town where people work hard. 
Okay. It's a town where, 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 yeah, it's a town where people work hard. So, so in order, in mm-hmm. order for uh, this blue wave, so to speak, or blackout that happened in Memphis, because on August 2nd, you have a whole list of uh, newly, newly elected officials who, who look like us. And okay. it's, it's been a, it's been a historical election, and it's been it's been because it's been because of that grit and grind spirit. It's been because people haven't been afraid to go out into the community and let people know what we're trying to do. Because I, you ask the questions about is it the year of the other 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 woman or the year of the other man? I think this is the year that the black woman and the black man work together, and and we can accomplish yes. a lot of things that way. I believe this is the yes. year. It's going. It's a historical year because uh, this is a, one of those years that we're not saying, "Hey, black woman, you're by yourself," you know, or "Hey, black man, you're by yourself." I think this is a year that we can truly, truly, truly fight together. Well, I believe that too. And listening to the two of you, and I know how when I met, I met the two of you together, and how you've been so supportive of one another. And I think that's laudable. And want to see more of that. And hopefully, because this country right now is in such a divide that I, my hope that, and and my, and I know that God loves us all. And I might, my, my, my love for people. Uh, transcend some of the tragedies, some of the things that we see occurring. And it is my fervent prayer and hope that this country will come together, all ethnic cultures, that we need to be working together, not just black men, black women, but all men and women, that we join together uh, in that spirit of love and caring and sharing. Uh, and I now one of the, the questions too that I had because both this is burning in my heart and it's a heart for the Gen Zers and the Millenniums because w- many of us are going to be off the scene in you know some years. Uh, of course, I kept telling people I'm going to be living to my 101, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will, Doctor Young. Yes, I keep telling uh-huh. people I'm going to be to 101. So I told the millennials I'm going to be seeing what you guys are going to be doing when you're in your 40s and 50s. <laughs> but anyway, right. what about our millennials? Uh, because the reason why I'm asking you this is what is happening in Tennessee? Do you see now? Erica addressed it, uh, but Jesse, what are you seeing with your millennial men and particularly the black men? Because a lot of them are saying, I don't want to vote or why should I vote? Uh, my vote doesn't count. And there's a lot of concerns they have about the quality of life that they are experiencing or the lack of quality of life. They're not buying homes. They're in low-paying jobs. Many of them are educated and are a little embittered that the system hasn't really paid off. They got all this debt. So what's your take on this, Jesse? Well, as a millennial myself who accumulated a lot of student debt, mm-hmm. uh, you know it. Because when I when I graduated from Morehouse in two thousand and three, it 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 put it put me in a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny how people who came out during that time came out in a recession. So there were no there wasn't those jobs that you thought you were going to get. They weren't there. And a lot of our a lot of our our young people are going through the same thing now. Uh, the jobs aren't there. Um. Mm-hmm. And and it makes it makes life hard, and it, it and it's easy to get better. It's easy to get better. Uh, another issue that we ha- that we have is criminal justice reform. You know, you know, mm-hmm. have so many young men who are being slaughtered by the people who are supposed to protect them. So right. you know, you you have you have that going on, and and it breeds a it breeds an environment of 
of frustration. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's it does. frustration leads to other things. So are those some of the things, you know, I, I don't want to cut you off, but, you know, what I, I'm just going to cap, uh, sort of uh, succinctly uh, talk about, summarize what Erica said uh, about health care being a big issue, uh, jobs uh, for students, student debt, uh, you're saying criminal reform. I put something down here, what I call education reform, because there has to be mm-hmm. educational reform in this country for for students to go to school and to be able not to have all of this debt incurred. And then there need to be jobs that are available for them, good jobs, not just $12 an hour jobs. But, but and, I, and one of the things that bothers me, and I'll tell you frankly, and I, I'm on the air, and, and I, I can share what I want to share because my show, but I'm like, I'm concerned about where is all this, all these jobs that there's supposed to be plenty of jobs now that the unemployment rate is is has declined. So where are the jobs, Jesse, Erica? Well, well Dr. Young, the jobs I see, uh, we either have jobs, like in our city, for instance, in the urban area of our city, there are supposed to be over 16,000 jobs on the roads, and, and, and state rep, you know, can speak to this, and they claim that uh, folk are, you know, not qualified for the position. Right, and and what we're seeing, you know, as well with a lot of the uh, young men, is that they have things on their records. Uh, so when, even when we talk about them not necessarily wanting to vote or so forth or not wanting to work, that's just not true. You know, um, mm-hmm. in clergy, we've actually set up some uh, sites where they can have those things expunged off their records, and or or they've already had them expunged when they went to court. But it was one little step after. So the judge told them, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's not on there anymore. And I forgot what that term is called. But they didn't literally They're go expunged. over a hall over to actually do the official paperwork. So when they went to try to get a job, it was still on there, although the judge had removed it because it was a technical paperwork issue. And I learned that from mm-hmm. you know our district attorney. And so we had over 300,000 people in our city in that status. Oh, wow. That's Ooh, right. That's yeah. it. <laughs> oh, so. and, and to kind of speak, to the, and to speak also to the job issue, I think we also have to supplement those jobs with, with the creation of businesses. Uh, one okay. one thing I think as a community that we, we have we haven't done enough of is the same thing they did in, in the forties and fifties is kind of create our own communities. You know, uh, okay. Because so, when we have our own, we have a we have a bigger voice. We have a bigger we have a seat at the table instead of being on the menu. Well, and let's talk have- about fields like state rep Jesse Chisholm. Um, he's the new face for the millennial farmers. So, you know, state Mm -hmm. rep was in education, but he understands that our country has a breadbasket and we're going to have to feed people, right? And so he understood to shift gears to go into a field where, you know, because we've all got to be able to eat and have quality food. Absolutely. Right? And so he decided to take that risk. Unlike myself, you know, uh, I'm a small business owner as well. I'm in the energy side, you know, of business and home health-based care because Mm -hmm. those are the areas uh, that are trending pretty large, um, you know, right now. Uh, Folks are going to always have to have, you know, quality care, 
um, whether they're being insured from the state level uh, with Medicaid. Of course, in our state, state rep Chisholm talked about it. Um, you know, we were number two in hospital closures when I started running, and now we're number one. Right. You know, in the you know in the country behind Texas. So that's imperative <laughs> that we have our folks, you know, insurable quality care because every day our state doesn't pass Medicaid, we lose $2 million. You know, we're losing uh, yeah. money on the table that's free right. money that we need. So. Yeah, yeah, so in the state of Tennessee, 12 hospitals have closed. So yeah. that, that means a lot of deaths. And it's state reps, of those 12, seven are in West Tennessee or in my district. That's it. So you know, they're, I've got to get so, those hospitals back up and going. You've got to get them up and running. Right. They're, they're, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show today, both of you, uh, because we get so entrenched with our own state, with, with California, and we sometimes, they call us the bellwether state. We've been called that. Um, lately, we've been called some other things by uh, our fearless leader, whom I will not name. But basically, I wanted people to see that there are other things happening in other states, but there, there's hope. And that's one of the things I like, like Jesse Jackson, let's keep hope alive. And so I want to just thank you guys so much for being on the show today to be transparent, to talk about these issues that a lot of times people just don't talk about. We need these community forums. We need to exchange. And I'm embracing other states. And those of you who want to call in and ask questions, you can. You can send uh, questions to me at info at transformationforsuccess.com. And I just love you both. I love your line. Come together. And I'm going to say, come together and vote. Share together. Bring somebody to the polls. Help somebody to get there to vote who can't. And let's succeed together. So, again, thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Erica. Love you guys so much. And I'm wishing you God's best. I know you guys are going to win. I know. <laughs> Erica. Yes. I'll be say, I'll be saying okay, Congresswoman, all right, yes. <laughs> State Representative Chinnatism. Yes, thank you guys so much, and have a thank very you. blessed day. So, to my listeners out there, I want to thank you for tuning in to the show today. This has been quite a show, and I hope you call a friend and tell them to just tune in. Guess what, guys? I want to um, have you both. Say some last-minute words to listeners out there, whether they're your constituents or not, but what are your last-minute words that you would like to say? So, Jesse, you have the floor. I'm, I'm going to let the man go. It is that all right, Erica? I'll let the man go this time. <laughs> first. <laughs> I'll let him go first. We're going to be generous. Okay. 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 Well, all right, my, Jesse. My words will be that no matter where you started, it's about where mm-hmm. you're going. Uh, leadership starts at, a lot, a lot of times leadership starts in the back, it starts at the bottom. And you have to continue to, to love people, love yourself, love God, and really work hard for people. Because if, if we're not in the business of loving people, we're in the wrong business. So I want everyone to go out there and I work in the two people and I love in the three. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Erica? I'm going to say vote like our life depends on it because it does. And we create our own realities and write our own narratives. 
And just remember that um, anyone that's running, you know, support them. Call them, encourage them, you know, go to their websites, research them. You know, never think, even when you give, that a dollar is too small because a dollar goes a long, long way. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. I encourage people to always reach me at www.ericastotspearson.com. I personally answer all of my uh, messages because I do want people to know that no matter where we are, we're not lofty. We're right in front of them, and they can touch us. Thank you so much for that. You know, I, I just want to, again, thank you guys because I just came up with uh, my saying is, you know, I am a success going somewhere to succeed. (laughs) So I hope all of you will remain faithful servants to say, I am a success going somewhere to succeed. And that's what both Jesse and Erica did today. And most importantly, you guys, you confronted your fears and you just got out there and did it. And (laughs) And that's laudable because the world is waiting for people like you both of you and I know that I'm not just being exclusive because there are people all over uh, the United States who are running for office and I want to wish all of you uh, that are running for office to do something of service to help people to help close this gap to help clear this divide in this country and bring us closer together and so I just want you to be mindful of that Use your, exercise your right to vote. Get out there November 6th. And if you are going and you need to take somebody who's disabled or handicapped, who needs to get to the polls, get them there. And this is Dr. Barbara Young signing off until next week when I'm going to have another very, very famous guest on the show. I'm going to keep it a surprise. So until then, be blessed and have a very blessed week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.